welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Krabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident Krabby Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Tony, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I want to scream. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is way too, we're already having too much fun. I'm just so here for it. So we were talking about this before. You've written devotionals. Yes, I have. Which are legit. Like those take so much work. Like I'm not here for like, yeah, it was just a devotional. Like, no. No, no, no. It was hard work. It was, yes. But you're like book baby. My book baby. Brave enough to be broken. (laughs) It's here. I did it for you. I know. You did it, Mama. Uh, you know, and I, I birthed a book baby and a real baby at the same time. Did I just you? want to say that publicly. Yep. I have a three-month-old and he's so cutie, but he was definitely baking while I was writing. So I don't know if I could have done that. Like, yeah, I don't know if I've got hard. that in me. Mm-hmm. A lot of tears. A lot of tears. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Because cry- <laughs> like writing, putting your heart and soul on paper, I remember mm-hmm bursting into tears after writing like some of the hardest and then add pregnancy hormones into that. That's correct. And I was in coffee shops around Georgia like, (laughs) ma'am, you need to, ma'am, we need to get you to transition out. You need to give up your table, sweet girl. Okay. Do we, need, do, we need to, do we need to call someone? Like, <laughs> we need, do, need to do we need a ride? <laughs> <laughs> so right. you're, I am such a fan of like your whole platform and your ministry, oh. which is just like embracing brokenness. Yeah. Broken colors, broken crayons, still color. Yeah. Like you're just doing the thing. And the it's broken thing. So, but yeah. But I love that you're not telling people, like, here's a way to not be broken. 100%. It's like, we're not, no, we no, not no. doing that. Mm-mm. No, yeah, like, yeah. been there, done that. Yeah. This isn't yeah. about perfection. Because we can't get to perfection. Okay. It's, it's, you're just going to exhaust yourself for the rest <laughs> of your life. Listen, our sister queen, Brene Brown says we are imperfect and we are wired for struggle. Sis just yeah. set it up and down, Yeah, but we're still worthy of love and belonging. Amen. You know, and how much more does it mean to be worth, like be worthy of love and belonging when you're imperfect and wired for struggle? Where you are. Like right there with your ratchetness. Yes. It 100%. means more. It, it means more than when, being perfect Patty. When my husband loves me in the middle of a panic attack, not running yep. down my face, Come on. I can't breathe. Like, I know he loves me all the time, but sure, when he's sure. telling me he loves me and he's mm-hmm. holding my hand in the midst of that, I'm like, oh, this man really does this love me. This is so good. This and he's like, and your snot's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so gross. And he's still like, he's like, I'm cute. Like, he thinks okay. And this rest that head on my shoulders. Snot exactly. And all. Exactly. Oh, the, the t shirts I have ruined. It's okay. and he loves you the same and he loves me the same so for the poor souls that are not familiar with you bring us up to speed real quick which i know that's like an incredible ask but just give us i'm about to to lay it down i'm about to go quick i'm gonna nutshell this thing okay long story short first important thing is i'm from texas best state in the world okay we've made some crazy decisions so all right we own it it. everything's Mm -hmm. bigger okay Mm -hmm. 
but I live in Atlanta now with my husband, that's Bay. His name is Sam. It's actually my second married marriage. I've been divorced and I was in a toxic marriage, abusive and all that stuff. Had a sweetie little daughter named Dylan. We call her our eight-year-old strong-willed blessing mm-hmm. because it makes us feel better about yes, it. Yes, I've got great. one of those. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, 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 great. Yeah, you know this my, life. Mm-hmm. We have a brand new little baby named Sam Jr. Ooh. Little Sammy is what we call him. Um, and so that's like personal life. Professional life, I get to talk to people about brokenness. Like yeah. that's just kind of what I do. I have a women's ministry called Broken Crayon Still Color, where we talk about all of our ratchet, snotty mess and how God can redeem it, but not yeah. redeem it to perfection, redeem it to us just being hopeful and yeah. gritty. And yeah, and then now I'm an author. Like well, I was already an author with the yes. coach. Was yes. I'm like author, author. Right. And I'm really, really excited because our book comes out and it's like 20% story, 80%. Mm-hmm. I needed a roadmap mm-hmm. for healing and wholeness and I didn't have one. And so I wrote one. So in you made one. Boom. I love that. That's my life. I can't wait to read it and like read your stories because I know like you're so honest, you know, yeah. like there's nothing worse. And I don't mean this, this is no shade to anybody, but there's no nothing worse than going to read a book about healing and you're like. Like, this is your rock bottom. So you stole a candy from the <laughs> store. You know, like that kind of. It's like, like no, 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 no. We're talking no, no. about stripper poles, yes. being drunk, not remembering nights, Thank toga you. party, that kind yes. of gritty mess. A hundred percent. We need yeah. more of that. And like, look, again, no shade. Like, no shade. I know so many people who grew up in the church who feel like their testimonies aren't powerful because it doesn't contain yep. any like, quote unquote, craziness. Your story is a miracle because it doesn't involve those things. Come on. That is miracle living in yeah, the world Yeah, you inspire today. us crazies. Exactly. Like, life can actually be good. Exactly. Okay. But like, I want to talk about being 14 smoking pot because you're trying to like escape your own anxiety. You know what That's I mean? What actually know exactly what you, what you mean because at 13, lost my virginity at 14, started Smoking weed, yeah. drinking, numbing, because yeah. that's what you do when exactly. you're not in pain. Exactly. And mm-hmm. when you're trying to escape that pain mm-hmm. rather than running to your father with it. Oh, God. Yeah. What you're going to do. Right. Okay. You're going to like do it your own way, which is going to look right. like a lot of back seats. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of, uh, a lot of back seats. A lot of a lot back of, seats. A lot of warm beer. A lot of plan B pills. A lot yeah. of. Mm-hmm. I just want to be honest. I mean, we're just yeah, going to, we just went right there. I we're love it. Be honest. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of nights I don't remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of nights there, Same. but we overcame. We did. You know what Well, I'm he did. <laughs> he overcame for us. Won't he do and it? And then we met him and said, hey, can you help me overcome? Exactly. Great. So Same. I know you tell, like, we got there by saying, like, I love that you're telling those stories. Like, you're yeah. not trying to, like wrap this up in a bow and no. say like, here it is. And look what God did. Like, no, like, here's what really went down. And what went down. Right. You like literally, which is not a surprise. Like you start chapter one, like, let's go. Oh, I'm on the bottom of the stairs, mm-hmm. curled up in a ball and I'm pleading with the Lord to take the pain away. Yeah. Like that's where we are. Yeah. And I wanted to start there too, because, and I asked myself the question when I started writing the book, I said, if rock bottom had like a moment in my life. What was it for real? And But the problem was I had a lot of rock. There bottoms, were a lot of okay? them. Yeah. Okay. A lot of them. Driving drunk, skidding off the road in a literal valley in my car going, oh, dang, that really sucks. 
getting into another car accident and having wine all over the place because I was drinking and driving. I mean, come on, don't take me to jail, but this is just what it was. Yeah, yeah. And But then I thought, like, what was for real rock bottom? And I said, oh, it was the moment where I was like, something has to change. Mm. Because all those other moments, they were rock bottom. Like, all those other moments of battling with an eating disorder and that they were rock bottom, but I wasn't ready to change them. Exactly. I was like, I'm straight. Like, it's mm-hmm. all good. Like, yeah, I almost died. Okay, <laughs> get up, girlfriend. <laughs> It's fine. fine. Rock bottom, the realist moment of my life was like, okay, God, like this is too painful. Mm -hmm. And I stopped smoking weed and I've stopped drinking and now I can feel all the things and it sucks. Help me. Help me find a better way. Yeah. So yeah, that's literally the first chapter. So what did that look like? Mm. Like, so one of my first ever podcast episodes is with a woman who was actually trafficked like mm. got so things got so low for her she was trafficked and her rock bottom was like laying on a public bathroom like mm. gas station floor and literally all she could do was say mm. like help me god help me god help me god like that was it yeah and he did like he sent someone who got her out of like the trafficking like rescued mm. her Come now on. she runs a company to like help rescue other women okay so you're at the bottom yep. it's help me god yeah. Then what? Then it was looking in the mirror, man. For some of us, you don't want to discredit those or discount the pain that people have inflicted on you. Right. But for some of us, you actually have to look at the pain that you inflicted on yourself. And there were just decisions that I just kept making. Like, and of course, I mean, they came from childhood wounds. My dad was real verbally abusive. We've, you know, since renewed and redeemed our relationship. But my childhood just really sucked. There was yeah. so much trauma there. There was sexual manipulation and coercion. There was abuse. There was, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. And from that place, I started kind of perpetuating yeah. my behaviors. I was numbing. I was surviving. It's all I had to do. And so I had to scoop myself up off that floor, look in the mirror and say, all right, Tony, like, mm-hmm. sweet girl, like, what is it that you need to change? Mm. And and I think the first thing was the realization that this was going to really suck for a long time. That, yes, yeah, sure, I started a healing journey, but it wasn't cute. Like, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, I'm redeemed. Like, yeah. it's I'm just, I got it. It yeah. was flung my way to counseling, going to counseling every single week yeah. for two years, having to have someone else pay for it. My husband now paid for all my counseling because I had no money. Yeah. and it was crying and being vulnerable and honest and then just continuing to show up yeah. and getting triggered from something that my mind had blocked out from my childhood, but I had to remember so that I can heal from it and access it. Yes. It was transitioning freaking crazy people out of my life, toxic community, people that broke me in the first place. I say this in the book, you cannot heal in the place or with the people that broke you in the first place. Preach okay. It. Preach okay. It. You got yeah. to go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was all that. And yeah. it was a messy, crazy journey. and. It ain't up. No, no. Healing isn't linear. linear. It's not. We want it to be so bad. Oh my gosh, I want it to be so bad. I want it to be linear. Like, come on. Oh my gosh, sign me up for that. But like, it's not. And I think so. I had two thoughts while you were saying that. One, I think it's really incredible that your take is like, I had to look in the mirror and take responsibility because it's so easy. And it's like so much of culture is seeping into the church today that like you're seeing the conversation be like, what did people do to you that made you this way? 100%. Which like, I'm here for taking account of that because that's part of healing is like recognizing what happened, but you made choices too. 
you made a lot of choices. And yeah. I love that you you bring up the church because I talk about this in the book too. Like, you know, church hurt is like it should just be tatted on all of our foreheads. Hundred you know percent. I'm saying it's like we got it. We got everybody's it. We got, got it. it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's got it. Okay. I've been through it. I had a pastor that t- told me that if I ever left the church, that that I wouldn't have a purpose anymore. That he right. was, you know, the kind of conduit, the connection between me and God. And yeah. It, That's insane. Okay. It's a little crazy. He yeah. shouldn't have said that. But also, I put him on a pedestal that I later wanted to rip him off of. I was worshiping a pastor and not a savior. I was a fan of God, not a follower of God. Like, those are all things that I got to own. And here's what's unfortunate. If I don't own them, then my healing starts and ends with him. Okay? It ends with him changing. Apologizing. Him him apologizing. And it's like, oh, good. I'm good to go. No, No. shawty. Because you're going to go to another church and you're going to do the same thing. And you're going to put somebody on a pedestal and then want to rip them off that thing later. Exactly. Your healing is your responsibility. Exactly. Literally, I have a whole chapter in my book about church hurt. And every chapter, I put like a quote at the front of it. And the quote on that one is, the second you put someone on a pedestal, if they step to the left or the right, they're falling off of it. I, are we soulmates? I think I we are. Like, I think I, we're soulmates. I feel like I have chills. I do have the chills. I, yeah, I think we are. I, I think it. that our books are probably very... I'm excited. Like running this. next to one another because... Same. We've left two churches mm. in horrible circumstances oh, so that bad. people shouldn't... Mm. Like people doing things that they shouldn't have done that were intentionally hurtful. Guess yep. what? We still go to church. Okay. You know what's crazy? I have a church. Okay. Yeah. We still planted a church. Exactly. Because we're like, yeah, we can do this, you know, right. a little bit more healthy. Okay. Right. But also like, I love Jesus and I believe in the church. Thank you. Which is not four walls. No. It's the people. Yeah. Which essentially I'm saying, I believe in the people of God. Right. I do. Right. And we need well, each other with our little ratchet selves. Well, and like, you're so right that like the church was wrong, but also my perspective had to change because now 100%. like we've been at this, this church for five years. It's not perfect. Yeah. There are things yeah. that it does that I don't love. That mm. doesn't mean I'm like, oh, I'm out. Because you still with uh that little ratchet boy that you with, that little ratchet girl that you with, and exactly. they made some mistakes. So you want to leave the church, but you don't want to leave that little ratchet person you with? Right. Well, and it's like, did God hurt you or did people hurt you? Oh, that's okay. It's really, really good. That's what I, well, what's unfortunate too, and you know this, like, we start to place the same limitations and beliefs on God that we have experienced with people yeah. as if he is not the creator of right. everything, everything, including your crazy behind. You know, like, <laughs> it's just nuts, including me. Like, I'm, I'm still just like, Lord, sometimes I feel like you kind of made a little bit of, mis- of a mistake. You could have mm-hmm. made me a little bit more, like, streamlined. Yeah, and- you could have chilled. Like, we could have, I could have taken, like, a three less drops of crazy would have been fine. <laughs> just, just, just three less. Yeah, But when we stop doing that, when we stop believing that God is like, man, oh, he just yeah. becomes so much better. We would take him out of our boxes. Yes. It's like, dang. Yeah. And what you said, like, sometimes you put God in a box of your own making, and sometimes you put God yeah. in the box of someone else's making. Oof. Your pastor so. telling you that if you left this church that, you know, you wouldn't have purpose anymore. Yeah. Like that's that person's God. That's not my God. Yeah, I don't know who you talking about. I don't about know who you're though. talking about. Cause like, <laughs> not, I don't know him. Well, what's great too, is that the reason why you're able to say that Blake is because you have a relationship with God. Exactly. What happens is 
we hinge our relationship on what we can learn on a Sunday. And then Monday through Saturday, we looking crazy out here. Right. But if you can stay tethered to your own personal intimate relationship, that's what I said earlier. I used to be a fan of God, not a follower. Yeah. I was just in the bleachers like, yeah, this is so I cool. like it. Yeah. I like, okay, <laughs> y'all killing it. And I had no personal relationship and I was not really following him. And I was doing everything else that I wanted to do. And I put idols in place of him because again, I was just like a fan. It was like, y'all do the God thing. I'm going to just be over here cheering y'all on. Yeah. What do you think for you? It was like, yeah, I want to go to heaven, but like, I don't want to like change much more than that. I honestly think it was a little bit more ignorant than that. Really? Yeah. I I think I was so oblivious. Okay. Mm -hmm. To what it actually meant to be a Christian. I was in environments where it was just like, oh, just go to church like three times Mm -hmm. a year. Or Mm -hmm. yeah, you can, you can like even be on staff at church and like, you can even be preaching and teaching, but you ain't got to really live like it. Like I can still get high and get drunk and be twerking in the club. Like it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. And I think what happened was, and I I went to seminary and just graduated this past year. I, I think at the end of the day, I believed in and knew about salvation, but I didn't understand sanctification. Yeah. That's what was happening. Yeah. I was like, okay, I said, yes. Bye. I'm in. There's a yes. And here, sweet exactly. girl. Like, there's a journey that yeah. you need to go. On. You got some stuff you need to clean up. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think there is a, a lack of personal responsibility 100%. in a lot of those conversations because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to look at somebody that you love and be like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta talk about yeah. the thing. That you know that one thing, yeah. Someone that you've even like earned the right to speak that into them, like that even is difficult. So it's just it's equally it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and say that, hear that from God. And I think like a lot of people just aren't willing to do the hard thing. Hundred and ten percent. And the subtitle of the book is learning how to like embrace pain Mm -hmm. and out of that place find hope and healing. People want the hope and they want the healing. They want to be whole. They want to talk about transparency on Instagreasy, mm-hmm. but they don't want to do the work Yeah, because it hurts. It sucks. It sucks. It's the worst. Well, sorry. <laughs> but it's also it, the best. It's also the best. And it you is. have to do it. Yeah. Like it is, is what it is. Yeah. My husband's in a series right now called Brave at our church. And it's essentially us talking about having more courageous Christians. Mm. We just, we be weak out here, man. Mm-hmm. We got Christians p- flopping around here. Just like, I don't want to do too much. It's like, what? You need to go. So you, you know, doing the most. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? So, you know, a couple of scriptures, you think you good? Like, no, I, I believe that Jesus wants holy people, but he wants whole people too. So mm-hmm. let's go do the work, fam. Thirty million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, I need you to know that you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver some results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning. Nutrafol has three physician-formulated formulas using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients so you can get the most reliable results. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BLAKE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. 
This is their best offer they offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BLAKE. So one of the things that really... Another thing that I love that you talk about is you talk really openly and directly about the enemy, like that we have oh, a yeah. very real enemy and like, I feel like Christians fall in one of two camps. It's either like yeah. everything is the enemy's fault, which we've kind of talked about here. Like, no, nope, yeah. there's some personal responsibility or like, we don't want to talk about him at all. Oh yeah. Because like it, <laughs> ooh, the devil, like, you know, like weird, <laughs> right? Okay. I love it. Well, okay. I, I love that you put this like on a pendulum because yes, I feel like one side is we don't want to take personal responsibility at the end of the day. We don't want that personal responsibility. We don't want for there to be someone that holds all of our like evil and darkness and we play like no part in it. It's like, yeah. we just want to just push it all off. Right. But then on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, we just want to be Teletubbies out here. And that's just, it doesn't work. Cause the truth is your desire for there not to be evil at all is probably just another idol in another way that you're numbing. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm just going to bop around and pretend that everything's okay. And right. we've done that. We've showed right. up and it's easy to do that. Social media, I'm going to make the highlight reels. Yep. Put them out in the forefront. And it's like, nah, playa. Like mm -hmm. real life don't work like that. Sure. Go no. ahead and do it on social media if you want to, but don't bring that false healing, that false life into like your real tangible life. Like yeah. if you only want to show the highlights of your life on social media, go for it. That's great. Do it. Yeah. But just know that if you bring that same ideology and strategy into your actual real life, you're not going to be able to get over anything. You're going to be weak out here and you're not going to access real deep intentional wholeness and healing. It's just not going to happen. A hundred percent. And so one of the things you talk about is these attacks of the enemy and that he comes yeah. at you with, you are unworthy. You are yep. less than others and you yep. don't need help, and you which don't need help. The, you're like, I've never seen it so like <laughs> stripped down and simplified, but I'm sitting here looking at it going, huh. yeah, a hundred percent. Like he is not creative. Like those are, <laughs> those are really the only three he comes with in he different did. forms and fashions. Like 100%. that's how he comes. The third one is my favorite one because I think for a very long time in the church, the enemy has used this same strategy. You don't need help. You don't need anyone. Okay. You, you just need to just pray about it mm -hmm. and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. And I, we have seen pastors and leaders fall, ruin their whole freaking entire families from this, in my, in my opinion, core belief that they just don't need any help. You so you think yes, it's all that they don't need help or it's that they also can't get help. Well, here's the deal. I just don't know if I believe the can't get help thing anymore. Yeah. I think that 10 years ago before yeah. the vulnerability movement, I think, yeah, absolutely. I think that people esteemed pastors and it was a church for the saints and it just yeah. is, what it, you know, it just was what it was. Like you cannot bring any of that worldly stuff in here. It will look bad. We're yeah. going to give your title if you have to go to counseling. I absolutely. Now you're right. Like y'all yeah. Excuse me, what? You know yeah. how many pastors and leaders, me, okay, you, who are so willing and honest and open about our struggles and our journey now? Yeah, and you're right. I think God is saying louder than ever, yes, I'm going to still use them. 
Yes. Like I'm going to still use Tony with all of her anxiety that revs up in all kinds of different ways. I'm going to still use her mm-hmm. even if she's struggling because I do my best work in the valleys. Amen. I do my best work in redemption. Do you not remember what I did with Saul? Right. Who is the apostle Paul wrote over half of the New Testament is the reason why many of us are Christians. Mm-hmm. Did you not see what I did with his crazy behind mm-hmm. who was a Christian bully? Okay. Yeah. Who was ripping people out of his home and sentencing them to prison or even worse death mm-hmm. because of me and my belief. Come on. Yeah. I changed his little crazy behind. Yeah. And Paul never, ever, ever, ever left his past in the past. Yes. Paul talked about his thorn all the time. All the time in all the letters because he needed people to know, I think, and even us to know. I don't know who the freak dropped the ball on this somewhere along the way, but he needed us to know that God does his best work in the broken places. Amen. Period. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so you're right. Like it's not, it, there isn't even really space for that. They can't get help. It's yeah. the lie that they don't need it. I don't need it. I'm straight. I'm good to go. I've got God on my side and I'm strong enough to handle this. I think the thing that damaged me so much was probably that line for years and years and years. I'm strong enough to handle this. I'm strong enough to handle this. I have to be strong enough to handle this. Yeah. I can't show any weakness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that crushed me. That ideology, that belief that I just don't need a break, that I don't mm-hmm. need rest, that I don't need mm-hmm. help, that I don't need healthy community. At first it was like cute. Like I almost wore it like as a badge of honor. Like, Ooh. look at me go. I'm a freaking superwoman. Okay. I can fly. I didn't yeah. say that. But still, I believe. But like you thought it. But like I thought. I was like, if I jump <laughs> a building, I could probably just like be strong, You know? <laughs> like, and that, that damaged me. Yeah. It wasn't until I said, I'm absolutely weak. I'm mm-hmm. incredibly sensitive. I got some real bad insecurities mm-hmm. and I need help. That I feel like the enemy was, I almost said pissed. Can I say that? You can say a hundred, you can say pissed. The title is crappy. You're good. Okay, great, great, great. The enemy got pissed. He was like, dang it, she knows. Mm. She knows. She actually believes 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, which is, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is actually made perfect in your weakness. Dang it, she found me out. You know that that verse is where crappy Christian came from. No, it's not because that's where broken crown still color came from. That is our core... That is our core Good. verse. Well. Well, okay, God. Oh, mates. Yep. Little God wink. Hello. I love those. I literally, it's, you, yeah. Lord. Yeah. I'm going to boast in my weaknesses, confessions of a crappy Christian. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, my pits are sweating. <laughs> Mine kind of are too. But so what's funny is mine is that you are unworthy. Mm. that's where he comes for me like let's talk about it that's the mine is you are unworthy you are a failure yep do not deserve any of the good things god has given you and because you don't deserve them god's gonna take them back oh like yeah yeah he didn't do it in the way that he asked you didn't do the timing that he asked sorry Mm -hmm. bye yep the unworthy one is real ratchet man it is because we are essentially at the core of it when the enemy tells us we're unworthy and we believe it, it also means that we believe that God didn't make us by design. Or that the work of the cross wasn't finished. That he actually is a loser. Yeah. That he he actually did not win for us. That he messed up. And what a freaking lie. Yeah. First of all, I get upset a little bit that the enemy would even think that he would win on that when there's so many of us, first of all, who are crazy and still doing the Lord's work. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Second of all, 
that God would not attempt to come and rescue us from that lie. Are right. you kidding me? Do you know right. how much scripture, okay, combats that lie? When you start going and getting on your knees and praying and reading and understanding who God says you are, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That song, what is that song? I am who you say I am. Yeah. Uh, listen yeah. to it this morning. I love her. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. We gonna combat that lie. Right. And that's another one that is unfortunately like in parts of this conversation perpetuated yeah. by other believers because mm. it's the whole like you are evil and depraved. Like, no, 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 no. Like that girl died 15 years ago. <laughs> okay. Quite she, literally. She went right there with the Dos Equis, Okay. Like she's dead. Like she I have gone. a new heart that mm. like looks like Jesus when he looks Ooh. at me. Like I, I can't stand the word picture of like when God looks at you as you through a filter. Jesus, like, no, when God looks at me, he sees Jesus. Like, thank you. It's it, Jesus in me. Yeah. Like, it's not makeup. It's not cleaned up. Not, like, no, like, it is changed. It is death to <gasps> life. And, like, was that girl unworthy? Sure. Sure. Okay. Fine. We can who be honest I am about to, that. Yeah. Who I am today. Do I still mess up? Do I do it perfectly? No. But God, Ooh, like, Jesus. Right. On the main line. Right. Like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm almost Mm. fighting against Christian narratives to believe that about myself. Oh, 100%. And it is what it is, y'all. Like, what happened was we planted churches eons ago, and we literally said, this is a place for saints only. Mm. Keep all them ratchet people in the earth. Keep all of that evil over there, like outside of the church. Then we almost like came on the whole other side of the pendulum and said, this is a church for the unchurched. Okay. And we're just going to come as you are. And there's really no responsibility. Then we got yep. the weak Christians and it's like, I'm just bopping around. All I have to do is just go to church on Sunday. Yeah. And now I feel like hopefully our generation in the next back. is saying, okay, we can't swing all the way back. We can't do the whole saints thing again. No, we really just need to come into this place and be more about vertical worship mm-hmm. and horizontal healing. Mm-hmm. Vertical worship of a God who deserves it. We are here for him and him alone. Yeah. And from that place, the overflow is now I get to live a life of sanctification. Yeah. I get to start working on myself and not worried about the person to my left and right and the work that they're doing, but being worried about my business, Yeah. my work. Right. And, and if we do that, we'd be straight. We serve a God of the middle. Like every crazy pendulum that the human race swings on in every single topic. Like when you really get down to brass tacks, like God lands in the middle, not in an ambiguous, like neutral way. Like God is not liberal. Right. Like, that's not what I mean. But like our humanity, like you were saying, it swings Mm -hmm. on a pendulum and God is always Okay, ooh, ooh, you're almost oh, no. like well, okay, you're you're almost at it. Like you're so close. No, 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 no. Come back in. You know, like because it is like it oh, is it good. is come as you are. Yeah. Just don't plan to stay that way. Oh, we'll be with you in the valleys, but we're not gonna leave you there. But you don't get to stay there. You don't no, get to be a victim to your own choices. Not when victory's been won for you. Exactly. Like what you're talking about. I think that is like the work of Christ in 2022 is like ushering people back come on you were really close but like what is that saying my husband says it all the time close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades i'm not good with colloquialisms i'm gonna be honest (laughs) about that Uh, one time i was like on a stage and i was like 
all right, guys, we're going to set fire to our sails. And they were like, you're going to drown? <laughs> okay. We are going to drown. Okay. And I was like, mm, okay, no, this is wind, 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 wind. The other element, my bad. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. It's one of the four. Anywho. But it's true. Like, yeah, like we're, there's so many of these voices are hitting it close, but not yeah. quite. And so I think that's good. We're like, we've already gone 40 minutes and I have so much other stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> so we're just going to keep going. Let's talk about divorce real quick. Let's do it. Okay. I don't have experience with that personally, but my husband and I both come very from very divorced families. Actually, yeah. my parents have been married for 36 years, which is like the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> but we both like actually brought a lot of like fear of divorce mm. into our relationship yeah. because yeah. it happened to so many other people. Yeah. But also it can be so ostracizing. Like it 100%. makes, especially women for some reason. I don't know why men seem to come out a they little. just slip right on. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right on like, by. And it's, I'm sure a lot of it, like you talk about it being self-inflicted, you know, kind of that feeling yeah. ostracized. But as someone who's walked through that, yeah. what do you look back and say? Mm, that's really good. I think first and foremost, I look back and say, we don't get married to get divorced, fam. All right. We, right. we I mean, we're just doing our best out here, okay? None right. of us are getting married to get divorced, okay? The second thing I would say is I was so far from God when I made the decision to marry who I married. And I'm not saying that if you're saved, you'll marry the right person. If you're close to God, you'll marry the right person. But I do think that the Lord influences you 100%. when you hear his voice to make decisions that are good for you because he wants good for you. Right. And I, I mean, I didn't even ask the Lord. Is right. this my husband? Is this who you want me to be with? And that's one of the things that I look back on now, now that I'm remarried and I say, man, I'm so glad that in the middle of being married, being in a really toxic and abusive environment, getting a divorce and getting remarried, that in between there, I found God for myself mm -hmm. because I was able to actually ask him, is this other man? Okay. Is he the right one? Yeah. Yes or no? Okay. Do we, do we have it this time? Yeah. Like, help me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I really felt an yeah. impression from God that like, this is your husband, like this, is your husband. So I'm really glad that he's in my life. The third thing is I was in full-time ministry when I got a divorce and I was transitioning from this toxic marriage and this toxic church at the same exact time. I was a youth mm. pastor, I was an ordained minister, et cetera, et cetera. And I felt so dirty. I honestly thought that the Lord was like, that is too much. Yeah. No more. You can't. You've you you did the taking whole all thing. your strikes. And yeah, honey. This is the third strike. It's over. And I went to work for Girl Scouts Corporate, helping inner city girls and women that had been battered become Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. And it was great and so redeeming. But God was like, "What are you doing? Like really? it's disqualified you." you. The, so you let the world get into your head and make yeah. you believe that you're too broken to be used. Girl, if you don't get your tail back up in this church. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my best work that I'm going to do in you, Tony, is going to start now. Yeah. In the moment where you think you're just nobody. Yeah. Because quite honestly, you was a little prideful before. Okay, mm -hmm. maybe you needed this last little thing Ooh. to remind you to get on your knees before you get on stages. And yeah. so I want to say to someone that, well, number one, divorce does not discount you. No. Number two, God can redeem your story. That may look like remarriage like me, or it may look like remarrying your own self, mm -hmm. your own self-worth, your own healing, your own hope. Because I would recommend, 10 out of 10, recommend that first before you hop into it. 
Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> and um, and watch God do a good work. I'm honestly glad. I grew up Catholic, so divorce was like a huge no-no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm really, really glad that I think, as bad as it's going to maybe sound, I, I'm really glad that our world is now a little bit more open, a little mm-hmm. bit more gracious towards those of us that are divorced. I do yeah. believe that it has gotten so much better. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful, man, to see yeah. God be redeemed yeah. all over again. I mean, that is redemption. Yeah. like. I love what you said about that. God was like, maybe you needed this last little, <laughs> this last little something. Like, Lilla, there is nothing like walking mm-hmm. through something that you used to judge others for. Oh my Ooh. gosh! <laughs> like, it it hurt. It sting like it, it sting. hurts. It's like, like oh okay, okay. I did do that. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah that did happen. And it, and like, I am on the other side of it. Your okay. own voice is echoing in your head, saying the things that you said about other people. Ooh, and you're like, you wake up one day for me. So I have shared, like, you know, I'm getting there. Like, it's ba- yeah, we're we're baby stepping into yeah. like sharing more like deep, ugly parts. Yeah. But I've like made decisions in my marriage that were not great yeah, 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 and they were things that I judged other people for openly and was like I don't know how you do that I don't know how you could do ever that? do that why would you ever do that to somebody that you say that you love and then I did it and then I eh. but it's like yeah God broke me it, he let me break myself come on probably somebody. is really yeah. what happened like he let me break Just myself he let right me in little hole. run into that brick wall yeah so that now when I encounter yeah. people, I'm like, yep, uh, yeah. I know how you got there. Like, Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. Be- before, right on into that myself. Right. Like where before you might've met them with. Maybe a little disdain, a little ah, like, that's oh, not, ooh, ah. let's talk about it. Now I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Cheers. Me too. Let me tell you what God I did. I got a cup because I would. Or just like, let me tell you what God did. And yeah. now my marriage is better than it's ever been. Mm. And now he's my best friend. And like, I literally retired him from his corporate job. And he's right there because I don't want oh, to be looking at you Probably far just from him. Oh, Probably I was just working. Okay, but like, well. <clears throat> he's sweaty. Sure. It's We're in Louisiana. It's real hot. And so like, hot. he's working in his workshop right now. But like, I don't want him any further away from me than that right now. Mm. Whereas there was a time where I was like, I mean, you could come home or you could not. Like, or you could not. I'd be fine with it either. You know, like only God can do that and do that from the depths of Mm. like the valley. You should speak my language. You actually say the words that I say (laughs) and it's good. The depth. Yeah. Because your words are good. Your words are good because they're the same. (laughs) I love you. You're the best. By the time this comes out, your book is out in the world. It's, Mm. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's coming out like the week your book comes out. So go freaking by brave enough to be broken do it go get it and go follow tony on instagram and all the places what's your Uh, your tony j tony j collier collier you're the best this was awesome yeah thanks for having me all right that's it for this week thanks for tuning in to another episode of the crappy christian podcast and hey by the way if you super loved it Can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week.